Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, hosting today's episode. I'm sitting down with one of the founders of Lim, Patrick Grimm. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, now you're 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 uh, we're chatting. You're in Switzerland currently. I'm jealous of definitely uh, uh, where you are in the world. Uh, but for the listener that may not be familiar with Lim, and it's L I M M. How would you best describe your brand to them? Um, I would say it's a family family brand, um, and with the, our main focus is to provide and create products that'll make workout at home fun and enjoyable. So we kind of got into it um, ourselves in that way. So we had trouble to find like tools and products that were like easy to use and practical to work out at home and stay fit at home with. And also like to stay motivated with them, you know, because sometimes you can find something good, you use it a few times and then um, it, you lose interest in it. So for us, it, it was that was kind of the starting point. And then we found out that a friend um, started a private label business and uh, selling like kitchen products and things like similar of that nature. And so that kind of sparked the idea in us that we could like create our own products for home workouts and, and staying fit. And so that's kind of like where the whole thing got started. And yeah, like we, we enjoy or like we look forward to like creating the products that we ourselves also use because uh, all the products that we sell, like uh, um, pr- me at least, I use them and I have them all here at home. So I really would like want to make products that are better than what is already out there and makes workout like more fun and enjoyable over a long term. That's interesting. So let's talk about your background. You started Lim in 2013. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you sort of walk me through uh, your sort of upbringing and what got you to the point to eventually deciding to start a business like this? Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, I grew up in in the Dominican Republic and um, I did all my schooling and everything there. But then I went to the to the U.S. to New Jersey for to do my university. So I, I spent a long period there. Um, and met a lot of people in the U.S. and everything. That's where I met also my, my friend that um, suggested the whole Amazon thing. Um, and, yeah, so then after the university, I, I came to Switzerland because that was at the time of the financial crisis when I, I finished university. And I stayed there, like, for a year in New York. But as a, I, I guess, as a foreigner without having the, the green card, it was difficult to to find work at that time, and so I came to Switzerland, where my family is from, and I quickly found a job here. And then the the limb kind of um, came to be um, in one of the vacations that like we were here, and as I said, like my friend suggested or like showed us that he he was having a private label business. So then we watched some videos on how like this whole thing works and we figured okay we want to give it a try and so initially it was kind of a part time so we were all or like me and my wife then girlfriend at the time we were both employed full time and we started working uh, on limb as kind of uh, on our free time 
And since um, 2013, it's been growing. And in 2018, I left my full-time job to concentrate fully on, on LIM. And yeah, it's been great um, the whole ride so far. It's uh, definitely a good feeling when, when you take that leap. Also scary. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for, yeah. for the audience that may not be familiar with what you mean when you say uh, private label, can you explain what that means? Um, yeah, so uh, like private label is just basically when you have you, when you create your own brand and then any products that you have, you have your own brand on them. So you can um, either create like a whole new product or take like a, a, an existing product and add changes or features to it. Um, pretty much anything is possible with the right manufacturer. And so that's pretty much what private labeling is, just having um, your own products with your own brand. Now, how did you, did you start specifically with the uh, workout bands or was it a different product initially? In, in the very beginning, we started with a sport armband. So like, uh, w it, it, at the time, the only ones that I was finding, for example, on Amazon were like these big, heavy things. So uh, our first product was the, the sport armband. And what we tried to improve on it was to make it like thinner and very flexible, but also um, like waterproof. And uh, it, it was very interesting to begin with. And um, there was a time where we didn't know which way to go, whether to go into the fitness section or to go into the phone section, because uh, at that time it was very attractive um, to, how, how can I say, to sell iPhones or like cases and cell phone accessories. So it was very tempting to go like with what was popular and what was selling well. But we ended up going with the, the fitness because that's something that we are more passionate about and we feel that we can contribute more in that area than just going after something that brings money. And so when you started, did you have, did your friend give you or help you build relationships with manufacturers to figure out how to prototype and design and, and build the products um, when you got started? No, um, not, not so much. It's something you kind of figure it out um, as you go. So what we, what we did do was a, a course called Amazing Selling Machine. And in, in that course, or like an online course, um, they teach you like the whole process of um, getting started selling on Amazon, like uh, specifically on Amazon, not online, just on Amazon. And they also show you um, how to source products and how to ship them. Uh, but the work itself, you need to do your like you need to do yourself. You need to go find the manufacturers and all those things. They just teach you like how you can find them, but the the work is left up to you. So was this a difficult process to find partners that could make the products you were looking for, to the, at least to the quality that you were hoping them to be made at? Mm -hmm. So like what we do is we order, like first we do like a lot of market research to see what, um, like if the idea that we have for the product would work. So if there's even a market for it. But once we have that, when we go to like the suppliers, we... Have, we try to have a wide range and order many samples. So from the, all those samples, we then like compare like the quality and we test it 
like uh, the samples that they send us to see like which ones hold up the best and which ones are like really the, the best quality and uh, the best well-made, so to say. And then based on that, um, we narrow the search. Uh, sorry, we, we narrow the results and then end up going with the best quality product out of that. And sometimes if there's improvements that we have or that we can think of, then the, like most, I don't think I have met any, uh, like a supplier so far that doesn't have it, but um, they have molds that they can adjust. So if you can come up with a design and everything, or depending on the supplier, you can even just talk with them and suggest to them what you would like to do. And in many cases, they can already help you or like do that for you. So you don't need any like professional design equipment or, or things like that. So like for us, it's been um, simple changes so far because I, I feel we're not that big yet that we can uh, invent our whole new product by ourselves. But um, it's simple changes and they're getting bigger. So like we're, we're testing more and more things. That's so interesting. Does that answer your question yeah. kind of? Yeah. Now, okay. a follow-up question to that is uh, around... The quantities when you started did you have to were there minimums uh did you have to order a specific amount and i assume that probably cost you guys at least a little bit up front when you were unsure of how well you could sell the products mm -hmm. yeah so um these are all things that were kind of covered in the course but um at that time it was the times were a little bit different in those times um Amazon wasn't uh, as big, and also in China, maybe like it wasn't as important as it is now. Because nowadays, when you contact the suppliers, it, like they're interested. If you sell on Amazon back then, you could have been selling in a whole bunch of different places. So um, with the MOQ, um, they obviously they all have. Um, some type of MOQ, like minimum order quantity, but uh, I have found that it's pretty negotiable. So it, it is a little bit tough to start. Um, so you don't want to start with, like with huge minimum order quantities, but you want to start with enough that you can do some promotions and really get the product going. That's interesting. Now, I assume, it, like you, you mentioned, being Amazon sort of being the main place that you started selling. Um, over time, has that moved away from Amazon or is, or, or is the large percentage of your sales still uh, from Amazon? I would say a large percentage is still on Amazon. Um, currently, we're working um, very hard to like move off of Amazon so that it's not only Amazon. So uh, at the moment we have like the website um, w with which we sell, but we also have um, Walmart and eBay, which we are um, starting to, to get into. And we have different marketplaces of Amazon. So like, for example, Amazon in Europe and Australia and Canada and Mexico. So most of it is still like Amazon, but we are trying to grow further than just that. What would you say, um, for someone who buys your product specifically, what would you say really differentiates it from other items on the market uh, that are similar? Let's take the bands specifically. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like with the bands, um, when we went into the market of like selling the bands, I think it was our third or fourth product. 
So at that time, um, the the common set of bands was a, a, a set of four bands. Um, and we came in, and as one of the improvements, we started offering a, a set of five bands. So at that time, that was something different about the product. And nowadays, it's uh, uh, like, for example, taking the bands as an example, I would say that it's gotten a bit saturated, the market. So pretty much everybody's selling more similar things with little differences. Um, it's not one of my favorite markets because I like when um, you can compete on what your product really um, exceeds at. And so like with the uh, taking bands as an example, like they were special in the beginning, but now I, I don't think that there's so much differentiation versus other uh, brands just because it's gotten so saturated. So how have you sort of mitigated that? What other products have you started to offer to really try and uh, mitigate that risk? Mm -hmm. So like we, we, like, as I mentioned, we try to cater to like home workouts. So we're trying to round off the brand by offering uh, other products that you can use to work out at home, such as um, yoga mats, ankle weights, um, jump ropes, and all these types of tools that you can work, use them together or separately, but um, they're able to keep you fit at home without having to go to the gym or leave, even leave your house. That's interesting. So you, you, so you started the business in 2013. You, in, in 2018, it becomes large enough for it to become your full-time job. Um, how, what was growth like from that start in 2013 to today in 2020? Mm -hmm. So like the, in, in the beginning, it started pretty slow. So our first product, it took a while to, to start it, uh, to get it to sell. Um, but once it started going, like we saw that, okay, like this is something that could work. Um, we're getting some sales and like it's happening, like they say in the, in the course. So we just kept adding like new products and trying new things. And um, I think it took us one or two years to add a few more products. But then we had one or two that started selling very well. And though like around 2015, 2016, I would say. And yeah, then that helped um, us grow and be able to e even hire some employees to help us out because it was starting to be too much work um, for us to manage by ourselves. And then, yeah, th that's around 2018 when I um, then I, I saw that I had enough like employees and knowledge to be able to do this full time. So I left the, the job in the hopes of um, spending every all my time in here and growing this to what it really can be. What were you doing um, while you were uh, when you had a full time job before going full time with Lim? I used to work at a bank called Credit Suisse and as a software developer. Oh, interesting. It's it's funny how, how things change over time. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you a specific question about Amazon. What would you say are uh, some of the best and worst things about rely or using Amazon as a main platform for selling? Mm. I think nowadays it's 
um, a great platform to get started on. So if you don't have any type of online business, but you want to sell online, then in my opinion, Amazon is the best place to start with because they have all the, um, what's it, how can I call it? The, the social proof, I guess you can say, like everybody knows that it's safe to buy on Amazon. And so I think it's a great launch pad that you get started on Amazon. And then once you have that kind of working, then you look to, to your own website and selling on there because you, you already have um, certain social proof so that customers have that confidence in buying from you. Because if you just start selling uh, online without any social proof or reviews, then there's not really much reason for people to like trust you or buy from you. And so uh, I think Amazon has, uh, on the one hand, still has a lot of potential to grow, but at the other, it's also a great place to get started um, to really launch the brand. What would you say are some of the disadvantages of working with Amazon? That you're dependent on them. So if they make any changes or change their algorithm for the um, <clears throat> product search results, then those are things that can impact your business that you don't really have much control over. So from that perspective, it's better to like sell on your own website because you can control the traffic and what happens. While on Amazon, you don't have that much control and things could change without you having a say in it. Yeah, that's always the tricky part of relying on third parties that can change on a dime or the mm -hmm. rules, right, that sort of make the way in which you sell your product way more difficult. Um, what would you say have been one of the most challenging parts of building uh, Lim over the years? Mm, maybe like the, the prioritization. Um, so it's like difficult with all the work and all the opportunities, I guess you can say. It's difficult to know what is the best place um, to focus your time on and what what it will get you the the best growth or will let you help the most people so um for that like we've done some uh, we got some courses to help on time management and um, prioritization I guess you can say and one of the, from there one of the most useful things I've learned is the the Pareto principle or like the 80-20 rule it's called so 20% um, of the effort will get you 80% of the results. So um, basically, it, 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 you shouldn't work to perfect everything because the, the returns will diminish the, uh, um, towards the end. So from, from like that's helped us really like reorganize and decide on what are the uh, the things that will really help the business grow the best. So uh, I would say like that, yeah. That's interesting. So what would you say have been some of the, the key sort of like the 20% pieces that have really helped you grow? Um, I guess product selection and quality. So in my perspective, the, the most important things to have to be able to sell successfully on Amazon is just a good product. Because if you don't have a good quality product, then even if you um, market it and get it to the front of the rankings, it's only a matter of time before you start getting bad reviews or people start complaining. And then 
it starts falling back and no matter then no matter what you do um it will be difficult to get back into the front so for for me the most important thing is to have like a good quality product and then make a good descriptive a descriptive listing to really show like what the product can do and so the customer knows what to expect and then um the the other main part is also the ranking like how how do you promote it like promote your products and the launching because if you can't if nobody sees it nobody's going to buy it so you need to find a way to like get some traffic um to your products and w- once you have like those two things i i think you're you're pretty good to go where do you see lim going in the next year 5 years 10 years down the road hmm um yeah, so like definitely in the in the next year, like we're at the moment working on expanding our product line. So we're gonna have several new products that that we're gonna be adding to to our brand um, over the next couple of months. Um, so hopefully by by in a year from now, we will have a much bigger product selection. Five years from now, um, it's a bit tougher, I guess. I would see ourselves selling in different marketplaces other than just Amazon and having a very successful website. And 10 years, um, I don't know if there's anything I can say because that's like a little bit too far ahead and the way things are changing, it's a little bit difficult to, to, I guess, imagine. But also one of the things that I would like to develop in the coming years is an app where like to make everything more friendly and um, to help the communication between the customer and us so that they can let us know things directly or get all the information that they need or want from us. So hopefully within the next 10 years, I'll, I'll have that done, that done too. That's interesting. What would you say is the best part uh, about running Lim? Mm. I would say uh, one of the things I personally like is from time to time reading the the, uh, the reviews or the emails that we receive from customers um, wh- who are thanking us like for our good product or like a good content that they read from us because like part of the time that we spend all the the time and energy like developing these products is because we wanted to benefit people. So seeing that like the, the products are working and helping them is very um, fulfilling and it makes me very happy. And also like for, for me personally, one of the best things is that I'm my own boss. So I can choose um, what times I want to work and what I want to focus on instead of um, having to be told where to invest my time. So I really like the freedom that comes with it. It's really interesting. And um, it, it's it's really, uh, I, I like hearing sort of the, the start and journey of building a business on Amazon, at least initially, now that you're working to develop other channels. You're definitely one of the few brands we've had on the podcast sort of uh, that has started that way. Um, and it's always nice to hear that journey and sort of hearing the backstory of the people behind it. Um, and with that, Patrick, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and the story, uh, of Lim.
Yeah, thank you for having me. And I hope um, people can benefit from this and it helps them also grow their business. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.